Welcome to episode three of Low Risk Behavior. We got a special episode this week. It's great to be back. It's great to be here with all of you, all our 12 fans, having a great time. Um, why is episode three special though? Like what's different about it? Well, I'll tell you why, since oh. it seems like the cat got your tongue. Um, we have a guest here with us. So without further ado, let's just do a quick introduction. Coming to us live from the finest Japanese hotels American tax dollars can pay. A man known as the Beast in the East. A man with a seething rage for onions. Mr. Chuhai himself, Cody Wood. Welcome to the show, brother. Hell yeah. Thank you. It is good to be on. It's been a while. Yeah. Not, not since we had a, people not since see a podcast we're looking at right now. But um, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> no, just it's been a while. How you guys been? It's good. I was uh, I was thinking about the first episode when Nips and I talked about how long we've known each other. And I think I realized that I've known Cody longer than I've known Nips somehow. I, Cause I think Cody you know, got to the ship in October. Yeah. That's and Nips amazing there. memory. And Nips got there Thanksgiving. That is crazy. It's yeah. The first thing he ever, the first thing, dude, this guy knew more about me than anybody else before I even met him. It was bizarre the way he like came up and introduced himself. Uh, yeah, I knew your middle name. I'm, oh yes, I have. I'm, yeah, I've, I've never been so shocked. I'm, hello. Oh well, it's because I had Radom's access, so I could see everyone's freaking names. I knew. No, everything. no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Nips. Oh, Nip. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Hugo. Hugo knew more about Bro, me than, what? Than Honestly, anybody. I don't remember. It's from. I don't from, remember uh, like from Grande. meeting you at all, dude. I feel like one day. We were just best friends out of nowhere. Was it through Grande? It was the first day that you showed up. We were within minutes or seconds, even maybe. I don't know. Maybe as soon as we looked at each other, we were. <laughs> there was a bond, you know what I mean? We were just. Yeah. There was like a connection. There, yeah, dude. I, but I don't remember. I just remember we've been at the same level the whole I time. Remember, just like. Yeah. Like it was not weird, remember, not awkward. We were just BFFs. I remember you coming up to me saying, oh my God, you're wood. You're like, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly how it went, but I remember you saying, "Oh my God, you're Wood," and I was like, "Yeah, who are you?" And then, and then I was like, "Oh my God, your name is Ariola. Like, is that real?" <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Duke Long. Yeah, I remember, great, I dude. I short, missed that dude too. Shortly after, shortly after, uh, enter Jamie. Yeah, was, I remember. I guessed yeah. your. I, I knew your middle you name, and uh, I said it to you when you were coming through the ECP one time. I was checking IDs, and I remember it surprised you. You're like, "How do you know my middle name?" I'm like, "I just know. I know everything about everything." <laughs> yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, not not strange at all. I mean, <laughs> let me. Like, I know. I know that I have this watch coming up, and I want to be prepared to surprise Wood in case he comes through. Like, hey, you're uh, Cody Wood. You're um, 174 pounds. Um, your favorite color is purple. Um, you have two parents, a face. You have two eyes and a nose. I know everything about you. I yeah. knew like very little details about you. And I realized that as I started speaking and I was like, well, I know he's got two eyes. So I'm just going to say that. I know, he puts his, I know he puts his pants on one leg, on a, one leg at a time. Nope. Are you, you I just, did it successfully. I did two at a time successfully. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kind of be laying down. That's a, that's a you got to jump into I it. I just want to say that. I just want to say it. No, I jumped into it. Yeah. Um, like I, I tried for weeks <laughs> and I did it. Like fucking fireman style. Well, so I understand. Yeah, what yeah. I want to know is, what is um, I, I said earlier that you're staying in the finest Japanese hotels. You're in the land of the rising sun. Why is it that you're in a hotel right now? And how long have you been in this hotel? Um, so I guess you could call it a hotel, like a charity hotel. More like a homeless shelter, really. Um, oh, man. But 
yeah, essentially I'm, I'm just, I'm in a quarantine. I'm still in the military. Um, and as such, I'm subject to Did all, COVID the bullshit, get you? all the bullshit rules that uh, come with it. No, I don't think that COVID is going to get me. Um, well, you're in Japan. They got it under control. You're the man COVID can't keep down. No, they don't, they don't really can't have, get you. I don't know. It's hard to say they have it under control. I don't think there's really any way to control it, especially like with as widespread as it is. Uh, they can try all they want to quarantine people and, and social distance and wear masks, but none of it's going to, humans aren't meant to live like this. You know what I mean? None of it's, at the end of the day, none of it's going to really be effective. Um, yeah, there's kind of, yeah, I think both sides are just kind of half-assing it either way. So, well, uh, yeah. I don't know, because I guess it, yeah, it depends definitely. on where you're at. Well, I mean, yes, I think some places, they're a lot more strict. I think, uh, I just I just read, uh, I think in Poland, in one, some European country, I think it's Poland, they're, they're like actually enforcing it now. So like the police are able to like arrest people who aren't staying in their homes. Um, which is bizarre because like, how are they getting food? How are they surviving with just with this last minute? I bullshit. saw this video of hey, Indian stay in your home, you're going to jail, painting people. <laughs> they did do that, man. Do you guys see that? They do that. That's, That's why it's wild. popular in Singapore. Yeah, they do um, it in Singapore too. We we started a lockdown here in Portland about two days ago on uh, yeah Wednesday, and uh, my yeah. county. So it's a two-week statewide lockdown, and then my county specifically in Portland is another two weeks. So probably, I, I, I say it probably just lasting until the end of the year, realistically. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's going to go farther. I think they're going to try to they're going to try to flex this shit as much as they can until they have a vaccine that they can. I don't think there's going to be a vaccine. I'm sorry. I don't think there's going. I not think not an effective one. I think I think it's all bullshit. I think it's so. Did you guys see that that uh, the video that leaked of Bill Gates briefing the CIA on like the the Mat two gene? No. You pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to. Hell yeah! <laughs> I just wanted to say that. We gotta uh, hire someone no, to do all this for yeah, us. It'll just be right here in this box for our viewers that are watching and not listening. The video will be right here, right here in this box. It's it's crazy. Uh, they so yeah i guess they, they had bill gates like do some research or fund some type of research and then he briefed the cia um on this team at two gene this is back in like the like late 90s i think or yeah and it was basically it's it a it's a gene that you can use to manipulate the fanaticism in, in somebody um mm-hmm. and so the more team at two there is the more fanatic the person becomes right about about a specific thing, so they. It they sounds use, like MK Ultra. Uh, I haven't actually seen it. MK Ultra was an experiment in the nineteen sixties well, and fifties with the CIA, like dosing people with uh, psychedelic drugs, like acid and shit, to try and like try and find like a mind, like a mind control or like a truth serum or something. Oh shit! I mean, well, now that we know what it does, I wish I could have been a part of that. Yeah, free trips, dude. <laughs> But yeah, they, dude, they uh, well, you know, here dude, in they, Australia, we are doing great. There is you guys licking like, plenty we're fine, of dude. Like, It's like life's back to normal now. What's that? Really? I said, are you guys? Yeah, dude, uh, like, licking pl- to... plenty of cane toads. Oh, Do you yeah, know about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no. Oh yeah, so you guys have. I think it's in like northeastern Australia. There's a extremely invasive like cane toad population. It's just like going out of control. But like all the Australians there, um, they fucking they find these toads and they lick the back of it because they secrete this. I guess it's it's meant to be like a defense mechanism for like wild animals and shit. But for humans, it just makes you like hallucinate and go on a yeah. fucking trip. But it's also addictive. So you just got a bunch of people that are like addicted to licking these cane toads, and they don't want to get rid of You're them. You're like a fountain. You know of I mean? It's like, it's like they they fuck up their like their cane sugar production, um, 
and they like drive out like a bunch of like i guess uh natural predators that are in the area uh it's just like fucking up the environment there but and it's been that way since like the the 70s i think but yeah they don't want to get rid of them regardless of the damage that it's doing to the environment because they're all hooked on this cane toad secretion um Whoa, that happened I'm in an episode nuts. of Family like, Guy, actually. In. There's like a whole episode about that. Like yeah, once it's uh, start licking toads. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I kind of want to try it, but I don't want to get hooked on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel I respect that. My cane toad yeah. fix, but yeah, okay. So back to back to me being in this uh, homeless shelter. So give give the viewers a little background, like where, where are you at? What uh, you know, whatever information you feel comfortable listening to, but not not everyone okay. knows who you are. So just a little. Yeah, yeah. So um, kind of paint paint been the maybe picture for coming up on six years now. Um, Too long, I'd say. Then, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least at a C command. So we've got C and short rotations, right? C duty. Uh, you're deployable. They're able to send you basically anywhere they want you to go. You have no say whatsoever in the matter. Um, mm -hmm. Shore duty, you're non-deployable. It's like a normal nine to five job. So my plan is uh, finish this sea tour. I've got one more year left and then uh, do three years of shore, hopefully in Point Magoo, California, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so um, MIC command, my ship was going underway and then my, there you go, get it. <laughs> my grandfather, uh, passed away actually on my Sorry birthday which oh uh, yeah that's whatever you know everybody's got their time right yeah and it's not like it's it's not like he had any regrets or anything at least i don't if he did i don't i don't know about them and i can't possibly imagine what they would be mm -hmm. but yeah so they they uh they let me go home and spend some time with my family which was crazy this is like the first time uh since i've been in the military that i actually felt like I was getting something back for the, the work that I've done. So yeah, took six uh, years. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so went home, uh, was there for about three weeks and then came back to Japan, uh, landed November 8th. And then uh, the process that you have to go through, regardless of if you're showing symptoms or, or whatever is it's a, uh, it's super tight, super restricted, but I had my, so I drove my car to the airport and then I drove my car back as soon as I landed. So it was just in Tokyo for like three weeks. But the way that it, the way that it is supposed to go, I, I guess I wasn't supposed to drive my car to the airport and I wasn't supposed to drive it back, but they didn't tell me that until after. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to just take a bus, um, like a normal military robot, uh, yeah, take a bus that would take me directly to the base that I'm at. And from there, just do uh, normal quarantine procedures. They basically stick you in a homeless shelter for two weeks, um, void of human contact and normal face-to-face -face interactions, sunlight, things like that. Like you're not allowed to leave. Um, I was allowed, however, to get food delivered. So that was cool. Um, and then other stuff too. So I thought it was just going to be two weeks and then I was you know, gonna have some time to just do whatever. Uh, so I got things I gotta take care of. I gotta renew my lease on my apartment. I gotta uh, renew my driver's license, just things like that. Um, just personal stuff, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I don't even get to do that. Um, as it turns out, they're sending me to go meet my ship. So they've got this new thing called ROM S, right? So it's ROM. This is, a, this is one of the things that I hate about the military. Rather than rather than just call it what it is, which is restriction of movement or quarantine, rather than call it quarantine, they just want to make up another acronym. Uh, it makes no sense. Like what? That's how it is. It That's how they establish themselves. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So they they it's called ROM S. I have no clue what the S stands for. They just throw random numbers on the back of shit sometimes. Um, Maybe it's I mean, like plural moms because everyone but is rumming. It's just for the moms. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> Everyone's rumming. Yeah. No, roms. 
the Ramsing. Um, yeah, so they, I was, I was at like day twelve of my quarantine, and they were like, "Hey, get your shit! Like, you're going upstairs for eighteen days." Um, so now, I'm. It's basically the same thing, but now I've got a roommate. Thank God he's cool, and I'm not allowed to have anything delivered. Uh, so they just bring me. They bring me whatever food they want to bring me, and if I want to not starve, then I got to eat. Jesus. So it's like a galley food. So time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so it's, you have to for do... all the non for all the non military people. It's it's a it's cafeteria food made by people who don't care about their job. So they're they're it's like salary, right? There's you have to be so like you have to kill somebody to get fired from that job. So they don't care. Like they they're so incredibly bad at their job and they just don't care. The shit that they bring us is it it's like inedible. It almost looks like yeah. um well, they could be having a rough day, man. We don't know the circumstances. We don't know how they yeah. got their job. You shouldn't just Dude, be these like, oh, shit on they them. brought me, they brought me fucking food with ants on it. Like they, it was, it was, cr- there were ants crawling all over it. They just knock on the door, set it on the ground and then walk away. And then the ants got to and it. And so you don't even have time. Dude, by the time you get to the door to get the food, they don't even fucking, like they're gone. So you can't even be like, yo, what the fuck? There's ants on this shit. Take it back. You need some new shit. Like you're just stuck with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jesus. And they don't they don't, like, love on. There. It's, it's the military. They don't want you to be soft. Dude, they, I fucking hate this shit, man. <laughs> it's the, the stupidest shit I've ever right, done. Dude, in so my just life. to understand a little better, you had to do you were quarantined for two weeks, right? And now you're yeah. in like and you're doing the ROMs thing now? Yeah. So you've already done your two weeks and now you're you still have to you're still isolated, basically. Yeah, and I will be for the I guess yeah technically now still the be- the better part of uh, three weeks Jesus. so um, yeah it's gonna be thirty days total uh, following that I'm just gonna go straight to a ship I'm not even allowed to um, like stop and get things I need to go out to sea or anything like that it's like it's so bizarre how like. Just, just how like unbothered they are by the shit they're doing to us. You know what I mean? Like, how, how do they expect us? And this is crazy because it's a program. It's a program that's like been shown. They've, they've like, it's known that this shit is not good for anybody's mental health, right? Right. Uh, like people, people come out, and it's like it's documented. People come out of this shit with like depression, like all kinds of fucked up shit, like yeah. sleep apnea. Just, just it's like. In you the, need sunlight. You, you need you need like face to face human inter- interactions. So in the United States, there's a there's a rise of suicides and depression and addiction and yeah yeah it's like what what do they expect you know what I mean they don't give you any yeah. any real way to cope with yeah. with this well so like in, and and so so take that right and then here in Yokosuka, the guy that they put in charge of it got fired from his last job for treating his people like shit. <laughs> So, yeah, but it's also the military. Like, so, like, as I hear it, and it sounds like super shitty, I'm also not surprised, just because like I lived it and I know how little they care. And if they yeah. are gonna do something, they'll do it after the fact. Like they're waiting for something bad to happen so that they can acknowledge it. That's usually yeah, yeah. how it goes. Some something yeah, has I mean, to happen. Shit has to. The yeah. Shit has to go actually just like, drastically the wrong first. for them to to make a change. And usually, usually what the change is is worse than what it was originally like they they <laughs> they change it so that it's even more fucked up right which I, I don't know to them it makes sense like yeah that's a great idea let's let's fucking restrict these guys even more they'll probably put somebody in the room oh, that sounds like, like let's like say really cheap let's, let's say that. let's say let's say like for example right and this is a completely like realistic scenario i'm not exaggerating at all um uh, if somebody let's say somebody in rom or in like quarantine kill themselves like next week right i would not be surprised if they decided to like stand up a watch or put like put somebody in the room with you just to watch you 
their only job is is to just watch you suicide so no matter what you. you're doing if you want to like if you want to like take a shower you have to have the shower curtain like open so they can just watch you shower and shower then you're killing yourself like could you imagine how how much more if like to them they're like that's shower. a great idea that would that that will definitely prevent suicides i say that would actually promote murder like that person might end up dead <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if someone was watching yeah. me shower and like that was their watch and like that's what they had to do, I'd just be disgusting. I'd drop the soap like all the time. I'd just like expose <laughs> myself. Just make it, make it, like, make it unbearable. This is your job. I'm going to make you hate it. Yeah, make it unbearable. Not, 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 like, waffle stomp. Take a, take a dump and just waffle stomp it in front of them. <laughs> So with all, really basically, you have a lot of time to yourself. You have a lot of idle hands. Um, what have yeah, you absolutely. been doing then? I've been masturbating a lot. <laughs> nice, dude. I'm glad. <laughs> but yeah, folks. own it. Which I was going to ask you, actually, if you were participating in No Nut November. No, no. no it no, sounds so, like you've already lost. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even compete. I wasn't even going for it. Um, yeah. And really, I mean, you can't even call it compete because it's a it's competition against yourself so i mean you, that's it's like, like we didn't you. Start. there's no competition there's yeah there's it's no not really like a competition though yeah exactly that's what i'm saying because if it's just you it's like you decide who the winner is and yeah there's only one <laughs> choice you know what i mean there's either a winner or a loser there's not both <laughs> so you can't really call it a competition it's uh it's more like i'm a, I'm a fucking winner for sure so i, w- I would have won somehow yeah, dude, so, I participated actually, in that. I actually tried. And... I actually, dude, I actually tried. I actually tried the no nut thing back in uh, like the late July. I think I started because um, I, you know, I, I fell down like a YouTube. Are you just hole. doing like a trial run, an experiment by yourself? Um, yeah, yeah. So I fell down like this YouTube rabbit hole. Apparently, like this no fat shit is a thing. Uh, not just in no nut November, but um, just in general. In general, yeah, there's motherfuckers out there that do like 120 days. Like they go for months, man. Uh, and apparently, so what they were saying is, you know, just YouTube videos, YouTubers, they say whatever the fuck would get them views. But mm-hmm. uh, they're saying like they had increased testosterone, and like their um, their like motivation, their energy, uh, their metabolism, sex drive, everything was boosted from this. I guess this no fat uh, cycle that they were doing. Fake news. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't experience any of that, but I only lasted fourteen days. So, yeah, yeah. But I that was crazy. Man. That, but I can Dude, see how it I was. Kid, you know, I went like I I went like pretty much like a whole underway once, and I'm not kidding, dude. I learned how to levitate. It, it's true though like there's something in your mind there's like a like a mental block and once you get past that you can do anything i thought chris angel was full of shit but i did it dude i was about to fly off that bitch i did it in boot camp uh i think well yeah but everyone did it in boot camp it doesn't but, count <laughs> dude, but that was Wait, crazy it, you participated okay, so you guys, in boot camp or what you guys you guys did it in boot camp also I mean, I didn't have a no, choice. Dude, like in boot camp, you, you, I was not. I guess you, I was not aroused you, once in boot camp, dude. No, I was I'm just like you, fucking on I'm edge all the time. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking if you like abstained. Yeah. Okay. In boot camp, yeah. 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 But I feel like afterwards. Everyone does in boot afterwards, camp, unless you're a weirdo. Did you guys? Was it like a fucking stream? <laughs> or like when you guys like actually nutted after that two months? Like, did was it like a solid stream or? I don't remember. Because that's what it was for me. <laughs> mine mine was manky was like dude i was a little scared i felt like they were feeding me some shit or something it was like a fire hose man it was crazy <laughs> well that's this the only dude told me that I... um well man that's horrible dude you gotta go for a longer time so you can get on that levitate game show you video later yeah i might yeah i might try it so did you guys have you guys felt like you've encountered like you found yeah. like some resiliency within you that you didn't know you had? Um with like this quarantine and COVID and like this whole experience that we're going through? Did you just feel like as a person, did you discover um 
about yourself? No, no, actually, I, I guess I'm surprised. I didn't expect, there's a few things I didn't expect, right? One, I didn't expect that I would be as tolerant to this as I am. I, I thought I would be going crazy by now, but um, it's not as bad as I expected. After, you know, because everybody's got this, everybody's got this like idea or this, uh, people know themselves, right? Or they, they, they think they do. Um, so me thinking that like, I'm like well-versed in my own fucking, hang on. I guess my own yeah, like mental processes and, and, uh, no, it's just something though. Um, my own like mental processes, whatever. I was like, yeah, I know myself. I know exactly how this is going to go. It's not going at all how I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that could be because it's not like I'm a, I'm like a controlled um, element or whatever. I'm, I've, there's like outlying factors. You know what I mean? I've, I've had people um, up until I got into this ROMs thing. I've had people bringing me food. I've had people like helping me out. You know what I mean? And so that, that I think uh, has made a huge difference because you don't realize like, I, I never realized like how, uh, you know, in the military, you do, you do a lot, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That goes unseen and it goes un, unappreciated. Um, and you feel, you feel really undervalued. Being in here has actually been the opposite. I've done nothing but people are like really taking care of me. People that I never would have expected <laughs> to, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's crazy. Like, like when back, back to the, the ROMs thing and the guy that they put in charge of it. So I'm coming off of essentially vacation, right? They gave me three months of vacation or three weeks of vacation, correction, sorry, three weeks of vacation to, um, to go home and, and have some time with my family and, you know, more than the loss of my grandfather. And then, I come back, they put me in quarantine and then I find out that I'm going straight from quarantine to another quarantine and then to the ship. Meanwhile, everything that I need for living life and doing my job on the ship is at my apartment three miles from base. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, hold up. Like, is there any way that I'm going to be able to get this shit? And I'm like, I'm contacting the guy who's in charge of it, who I said, already got fired from his last job uh, for treating his people like shit. And me knowing that, I don't know why I ever expected that there's a possibility that this guy might actually take care of me and and be like, yeah, you can go get your shit. Uh, You know, just be back in an hour or something like that. That's all it would have taken. And it's not like I'm taking public transportation or anything like that because, you know, apparently I'm a risk. So it's it's not like, it's not like that. Um, I would have just driven my own vehicle um not really come in contact with anybody i live alone so (laughs) there's no risk involved you know what i mean uh and yeah he still said no so i'd have somebody that like i really don't know too well take my keys like the key to my apartment and get on a train i gave him a bunch of my shit that was in the barracks room with me or in the in like the homeless shelter room with me and they went to my place got a bunch of my shit and packed it up for me and then brought it back to me. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if they stole anything. You'll and find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that they didn't. Um, and so it's oh, a nice PlayStation. I mean, you can't, you can't assume that somebody stole anything. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't, I mean, you can't really just assume that somebody stole something until you actually know if they did or not. So, it's like things like that that make me really grateful. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I'm doing basically nothing here, but I feel way more appreciated and way like, I guess just better taken care of just by people around me. Um, even people that have been in charge of me at some point that are here on base uh, are treating me way better than they did when they were in charge of me. Like actually like for, for work, you know what I mean? It's bizarre. Like, it's a, I guess that just for everybody that doesn't know, that's that just kind of gives you like a, a glimpse into the culture of the military. Yeah. Like work hard, do what you're told and get nothing for it besides uh, some money for college. And I guess some fucking bizarre memories. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was always one thing. Well, I that I tried to do. I don't feel like I stressed about it that much. I try. I try to help people when I could, like but whole, it's uh, difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember trying to bring food for people on restriction when I could and stuff like that, you know. Talking uh, about me, fellas. I was yeah. on restriction. I was a bad boy. Oh, so what it was? I brought. I brought wood. At, at least a burger one time. I think. You did. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when? You were there when I got my knee tattooed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went together. Yeah. Yeah. That day I got back from leaving. We got we got drunk at uh where were we? Was it? We went to some brewery. Hodads. It was the burger place, right? That sounds about right. I can't remember. And then oh, we went right across was, the street. And got your tattoo. In San Diego? Dude, yeah, yeah. And like right across the street, Dude, was, like, I love Hodads. I just saw this fucking. I don't know. Something about this tattoo place just just spoke to me. You know what I mean? I, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I said, Jamie, dude, do you, yeah. want to, do you want to get tattoos? He's like, no. He's like, I was like, I'm getting one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And like, dude, we went in there. We went in there. It was fucking awesome, man. This guy, Ben Rounds. He's, if, you're, if you guys are in San Diego, anybody listening, if you're in San Diego, um, look up Ben Rounds. He's no longer at that location. He's now at um, Aces High Tattoo in University Heights. Uh, he is a fucking remarkable tattoo artist and even more of a remarkable uh, person, he's he is a fucking real one. You know what I mean? You never get, never get a dishonest opinion from him. He'll tell you exactly what's on his mind, uh, which is refreshing these days. But yeah, uh, I don't have any tattoos because I won't go to heaven. <laughs> Dude, this guy, this guy Ben, man, like he's. <laughs> I didn't know him at the time. I just, I just fucking walked up and was like, yeah, man, I want a knee. I want, I want a rose right on my knee. And he was like, all right, yeah, well, we tell you what, man, like you fucking. Go down the street. There's a there's a fucking liquor store. Like go get some beers and and uh, come back. And he says, like, I think, right? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his uh, fiance brought us pizza. Um, but this dude, they closed in like 15 minutes. So he locked up the shop, and we stayed inside, and we just blasted music and drank and fucking ate pizza while he's tattooing yeah. my knee. That was pretty awesome. That was, dude. That to me, that was like this is fucking this is tattooing. You know what I mean? This is the, this is the motherfucker right here. This is the guy. Like he he's not he's not all about this fucking political bullshit. Like he's just fucking he's in there to work. You know what I mean? Dude's rock. That was that was a good day, man. I went back to him. I kept going. I've actually uh, since then I got a fucking giant snake above that. I got my whole chest and and a lot of my stomach done by him. He did like a big portion of my arm. That's my fucking guy, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that one time we went to uh, the mall. We went to Red Robin, and uh, we got milkshakes with tequila shots. Oh yeah. And then we. I was uh, like... That was an interesting combination. And then we even yeah, saw the was Incredibles. Good, was... Yeah. Was this all that in was... San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, dude, Jamie, because I think he was he was transferring he was getting out soon and so like he didn't a lot of people when we pulled into san diego they like they went out they got cars they got fucking apartments and shit and uh like they were just like get me off this ship and i was i was like fresh off restriction and i was transferring soon so i didn't i wasn't like i'm not getting a fucking apartment you know i've got fucking two months left here and jamie's like i'm not getting an apartment i'm i got a month left in the navy uh so yeah dude we we just it was it was funny because we never, yeah, we never planned it either. We just kept running into each other, yeah. and like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, dude, I don't remember anything about like my last year in the navy. To be honest, like, I know we're in San Diego, but everything was a blur. I remember, were you there when we went to Dave and Buster's, and we ended up at like the lamest strip club ever? <laughs> yeah, no, was, I was. Not, that was mine to go. That was mine to go party. I wasn't. I think I was. I think I was still oh, on the party. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember oh, the timeline maybe. at all. It was because I, I, I remember hearing about it and being like, "God damn it!" Well, Chief Whitaker was supposed to come with us, and then he said he slept through it somehow, like the entire fucking. What is? Yeah, right. He was probably at home beating think... his son. <laughs> Don't say that. But he's a great man. He was. <laughs> he is. That, I fucking miss that guy, man. He was living on the. I just ship. remember. I just remember like. I remember, yeah, I remember being like, I remember you talking to me 
Nips about him, like his son, I guess, like he looked at like his son's fucking debit card transactions or something like he saw some shit. And just like cussing him the fuck out over the phone. Tough love, dude. Dude, I'd walk into the shop and he'd yeah, be on the we... phone, just like he'd dial out and call his his son, his uh, house and then just yell at his son. And like I'd be sitting in the shop, like <laughs> sitting on Facebook or something, and I'm like just hearing this huge family dispute, and I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, just he didn't yell at his son. He was being a dad. He needed that. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I didn't just pretend like, like to be in the room while it was happening, but I respected it. Yeah, yeah I wasn't gonna tell him no or that it was a bad idea. I'm like, yeah, you, you do you. I'm, I'm not gonna tell a, a dad how to raise his kid. If anything, I wanted to get in on it. I'm like, hey, do you want me to like take me, can, like, take me in, coach? Take me in. Discipline him. We can. <laughs> I can. I got some stuff I want to say too. Yeah, there was a. Yeah, he when he yelled. At, I mean, he never really yelled at me, um, but he got Guzman really good one time. Of course. And, and uh, me and Chubbs, we were just sitting there. Guzman's also going to be. I think everybody. I, guess, I think on the every, podcast. I, I think everybody got Guzman good at one time. Like, <laughs> that guy, everybody fucking hated it. So for everyone listening, Guzman was. Guzman, uh, he deserved it though. He's a force a fucking, of nature. <laughs> fucking. Guzman's a myth, a legend. Dude, he was supposed it's to like relieve he existed, me, but he did it. I had the two to seven. We were all Guzman. He was supposed to relieve me one time. Uh, I had the two to seven. And uh, this guy, so he didn't show up, right? And everybody's like, oh, we can't find him. Like, we don't know where he's at. I was like, did you check his rack? And they're like, uh, no, no. We, we, Yeah, we'll go do that. We'll go do that. <laughs> we did, but we'll that's check again. Good, <laughs> that, that's a good idea. So they go check his rack, and they come back to me like 10 minutes later. They're like, yeah, yeah, he, he was in it. Like. He's in his rack. I was like, okay, is he coming? Like, what? They're like, oh, uh, it was like some fucking semen, like, been in the Navy for a couple days. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know, man. But yeah, they this fucking kid went and woke this guy up like three or four times before he actually showed up. I got relieved like an hour and a half late. Well, Guzman is not here to defend himself, so I want to hear his side of the story, and we'll get him on the pod. Um, the, um, can we get him on right now? Can you, Jamie, can you pull him up? Yeah, pull him up real fast. <laughs> Jamie, pull him up. Dude, there's Jamie, a great video on his, his production. Pull him up. That his, uh, his girlfriend recorded. Of, it's a like, green screen. It's on his He's Facebook, got a I think. Yeah, she's an MA. She... They met on the Yeah. Uh, an MA is a cop. Yeah, in case anyone was listening. Yeah. So, so how are you military doing? police fucking pigs. Anyways, there's a video she's like recording it, and it starts off with Guzman sitting on the couch playing like some racing game, just looking just fat as shit, you know, just it's just disgusting, you know. Yeah, and don't shit Guzman without him being here to <laughs> I'm doing this out of love. I love Guzman. I'm sure he's gonna listen to it. I don't know what that man's up to. Anyways, his girlfriend comes through and she has an egg and she's like, hey, George, and then just smash that shit on the back of his head. Oh, my God. That's big dick energy right there, dude. Yeah. She wears the pants in that relationship. I Yeah, I, I believe it. What, like, how, what about you? Do you have, you got a girlfriend? Me? I'm, no, I'm, I've been single. Okay. Just just letting it letting it hang? Yeah, I mean, it's been tough during I was, quarantine. We, I think we tried to talk yeah. about this in the first episode with, like, dating apps and stuff, but uh, it's been weird. I mean, I'm on all of them, you know, and it, it doesn't really go anywhere. I think no one really trusts anybody right now. And, like, You're not shooting high enough. You're not shooting high enough. You got to – look, when I was in Hawaii, um, the first day there, I just went – I got a new debit card. Um, I've been on restriction for – for those of you that don't know, restriction uh, – when you're in, in the Navy, time. right? I love you, it. When you, yeah, when you fuck up, right? Like, like me or like Nips. Uh, so I assaulted somebody. Nips fucking broke a. a I just statue. party too hard. All right. I don't know Nips, what you're gonna Nips say. Got, I party Nips too hard. Out. You blacked out and you broke a shrine. Don't put my business out there, dude. Just say I party too hard and leave <laughs> it at that. <laughs> I forgot about the shrine thing. Yeah. There oh was no God. shrine. All right. It was, it was definitely a shrine. A you don't just have. They no, don't it just have it was a stoop. It was. Japan. It was a garden gnome, it, essentially. 
Yeah, right. The garden gnome, and my friends left me. How about that, dude? My friends left me. But I'm part of you hard. How about that? that Continue with your story. That was that was a fucked up situation, man. But yeah, (laughs) so so you're you're in Hawaii. You get a new debit card. You just you get off. You're fresh off the boat. Yeah, yeah. So when you fuck up, you go on restriction, right? Basically, you're confined to a certain area. You're not allowed to uh, use any electronics. You're not allowed to basically do anything. It's basically jail, right? So it's like 45 days of jail. Fresh out deployment, uh, flown to Hawaii. I got a bunch of money, and I lost my debit card. I got a brand new debit card, unlocked. Hadn't put a pin number on it yet. And this is this is like the dumbest thing I think I've ever done. Um, I felt so fucking dumb after this because I lost the debit card, and by the time I realized it and had checked my account, I'm pretty sure it was a homeless person. Like it, all the purchases were like homeless people purchases. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I want to know what these purchases like, are now because I don't it was know like, what that it means. Was like, it was like cigarettes, alcohol, and like a bunch of fucking staple food. Like they they probably spent, like they, they cleaned me out. It was like clothes, cigarettes, alcohol, and fucking like some shit at GNC, like some like survival shit. You know what I mean? Like let me just. That sounds like people myself. in the Navy too though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's it a could have been. I don't know. Between being homeless, filed, like, so he could have been homeless a, or in the navy. I filed, like, I filed a fucking fraud thing, right? Uh, with the with the with Navy Federal, uh, it's like the, the credit union, right? Mm-hmm. And they never fucking followed up, dude. They never got back to me. Like, I called them several times, and they were like, oh, "It's still, they're still investigating." They never got back to me, dude. So essentially, what happened is I I was stranded in Hawaii with a bunch of free time and no money. Um, and where we were, where the, where the ship, where the, yeah, very expensive, uh, where the ship was parked, there's like no beaches nearby, like the nearest one was like 10 miles away. And this is before I started running or anything. So, um, yeah, I was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not driving. Or I'm not running 10 miles or walking 10 miles to go to a beach. So what did I do? Uh, I got on Bumble and Tinder and I set my age preference to 40 and up. <laughs> No, and it worked. Mom to help me out right now. It it worked, dude. It worked. Fucking sugar mama. Uh, I had three. My like, I matched with a bunch of them, but like, there there was actually only like three that that came and like picked me up. Like one of them, like let me drive a Range Rover around. Um, the other one, the other one, like fucking took me on like a hike. Like it's like an all day thing. It took me on this fucking hike. Uh, took me like took me out to eat. Took me shopping, like bought me a bunch of shit, um, like let me crash for a place. It was awesome, dude. Um, yeah, so that's what I recommend to you being in quarantine. I, I'd say you're not aiming high enough. Um, my recommendation is set your age preference. See, I, to I, no, I've, I've tried everything. I, I, like, usually people just don't respond or I get ghosted or something. Or it's Have you tried men? Have you tried men? No, not yet. I'm not that, I haven't, I haven't reached that point yet. Not that desperate. Dude, I heard I mean, if you're... you want to get matches, Grinder is the way to go. I heard those dudes are just, <laughs> you won't get ghosted on Grinder. They're just like, no, like that. Grindr, I hardly know her. Especially, well, especially in Portland, dude. If you say, if you like, just say, just put like hashtag Antifa or Antifa hashtag <laughs> punching Nazis. Yeah. Like, you'll be good. Um, I was thinking the other, like, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was, I started noticing that all these businesses put up like Black Lives Matter signs in the windows. And I was like, I bet that's like, you know, when people put like Blue Lives Matter uh, bumper stickers on their car so they get pulled over, like the cops won't fuck with them too bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's the exact same shit. It's <laughs> they not like they actually they believe don't, it. They don't they actually, their windows smashed. They don't actually like the cops. <laughs> they, just, they just don't want a ticket. Yeah. Well, so I think it worked because uh, at so my apartment building at the bottom, there's a there's a subway a Starbucks and then like a local brewery chain and only the yeah. only the, the Starbucks got smashed up. The subway and the brewery were fine and they all had which Black is, Lives Matter signs. The Starbucks didn't. Which is which is like so bizarre because Starbucks especially in the last like several years has been kind of a they I don't know. I guess they've been more involved with or more more uh, supportive of civil rights than most yeah. like serious like well, chains. I, I, 
Oh, I love it. Like, it's tough. It's tough to make any, like, about, like, the protesters or anything, because it's not, like, one group. It's just a bunch of individuals going out. Every, they don't, it hasn't happened in a while. Like, I think the last one was probably back in, like, October. Now that it's gotten cold, and now that Biden's won, yeah. um, it's pretty much died down. There's, like, there's some well, there's little so, shit that happens, but. So I keep hearing, I keep, like, seeing shit come up on my Facebook about, um, like, this glitch that they found in the dominion voting program uh i guess it like affected uh it affected the votes in like 30 states yeah that use this program uh have you guys like seen any anything about that i've seen it but i don't i don't think it's gonna go anywhere i think um i don't know i i think at this point um like the the gop or whatever is kind of cool with trump losing because they basically, I mean, they didn't, like, the Democrats didn't really win. They get the presidency, but they didn't get the Senate back. And so yeah, they're still, yeah. like, gridlocked. Like, Mitch McConnell's still going to, like, dunk on Biden, any any legislation. And and the, all the courts are run by conservatives. So it's not like Biden can really do anything. But what he can yeah, do is yeah. just get blamed for all the bad shit that's going to happen in, like, the next two years. I mean, that's, that's, that's essentially, I think that's, like, what the president mostly is, just a punching bag for the opposite political party. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, just just a fall guy, I guess. I mean, if there's any if there's any truth to like the like election fraud, I I, I can't really see it going anywhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical, yeah. but I think I think people are people are overreacting. Uh, I mean, it's the same when when Trump won, everybody was like, oh my god, like the world's yeah. gonna end, like America's doomed. I I don't think Biden is gonna have that big of an effect. I mean. I, it's uh, most of the shit. I mean, that's it's the whole checks and balances thing. You know what I mean? Like equal di- or di- distribution of power. Uh, the president is not as powerful as as people imagine. No, it's. I mean, at this point, it's really he, the president's really more of a figurehead than anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, Donald Trump in a fight. I, to be honest, I don't think dude. he can. Biden's a big dude. Donald Trump. Trump I, like, if you had to. Would you fight him? I, he's, he looks I, I don't think Biden can beat Trump. And if like, like one on one, like, like no, bare knuckle. No, Biden would lose. Biden would lose, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like, would you definitely. fight Trump? That's what I want to know. He's a hefty boy. He's a hefty boy. Yeah. I'd fucking, I fucking, I could kill Trump. <laughs> I think Manriquez could kill Trump. Trump has such a weird looking body. Like his knees, the way his body is like set up, I don't, and I don't understand he just, he how looks, he looks like a like. Have you guys seen thick. the videos of like the people that go through like huge weight loss? Yeah, uh, I guess periods, and and they just have like all the leftover skin. Like that's kind of what Trump reminds me of. Yeah, but like like that like that, but like he got left in the sun. <laughs> have you uh, have you seen Rudy Giuliani, Trump's lawyer? Yeah, dude, he looks rough. He's like falling yeah, apart. That guy. Was, I mean, all of them look rough. I mean, like it, uh, every, I think every every politician or every every like everybody that holds any higher level political position after their period of office, like it's it's drastic. The yeah, the physical effects that it has on them, and it's like I don't blame them. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not like, oh my god, like you really let yourself go. It's like Jesus Christ, man! Like the, the amount of pressure that you're under. Like you've literally got thousands of people every day scrutinizing every move you make, and it's yeah. like there's no right or wrong move. I mean, I guess ethically there are right or wrong moves, but in the in the eyes of the American people, or even the world, because someone's gonna be pissed off no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. America's always under a microscope. Every country wants to contradict every fucking move that that we make. Um, yeah, you, I mean, it can't be helped. That's that's a level of, of pressure yeah. and stress that I don't think anything can prepare you for. Yeah, um, yeah people just it takes a toll on you, you know. So no, I don't, I'm not like I don't I don't blame anybody for the fucking for how shitty they live, <laughs> unless they're unless they have no reason to look shitty. Adam Sandler, you know who I say we get into office. Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, Dude, I, I, was, I listened. 
I listened to the last podcast. That guy, I I think he'd be a good president. Um, I, I think Schwarzenegger should have ran too. Who's that? I think Schwarzenegger should have ran too. Fuck no, man. I think that'd be hilarious. The Terminator, bro. He was governor. I mean, he's pretty. He was governor. I think old as shit now too. I think it would expose. It would actually expose like how how unimportant the president is. You know what I mean? Well, we elected a game show host as president, so I think. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Shark. I think. Dude, do you remember when D's nuts ran for fucking president? (laughs) D's nuts got more votes than Kanye did. Yeah. That's yeah, I feel like he, that sucked for him. That must have upset him. That poor man. He's bipolar. <laughs> yeah, I for this election, I wrote in Hillary Clinton. I just thought it was her time already. You know, I, I'm still I with would, her. I would like, I would, I wouldn't mind Arnold Schwarzenegger as as a a, a commander in chief, as somebody in charge of the military. The Terminator, yeah, come on, it'd be pretty awesome. Um, I think, I think the greatest great military in the world. Like he was already What's governor that? of California. That's like the largest state. That's what the, California alone is basically its own country. Like, just let them run. Yeah, but they, I mean, they can't, they have no natural resources to support themselves. Yeah, I'm just saying, in terms um, of like size, like he's already, if like that's oh, his prior experience, you know, like then. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm not sure if, if Trump loses, I'm not sure if he's going to run again in 2024 or if like. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, he like, will, bro. I'd say that. You can't accurately judge somebody's leadership capability that's been in charge of California in the last 30 years. <laughs> well, uh, it's, except for it's the guy because Ronald Reagan was governor of California too, and a lot of the gun laws that California has came from Reagan because of the Black Panther Party. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, so that is, my, that's surprising. Ronald Reagan. My, my dad was, was born in California, I believe, when Ronald Reagan was governor, and my dad was telling me stories how he was growing up in um, Berkeley of uh, basically like Black Panthers patrolling the streets with uh, guns because they thought the police weren't doing their jobs. Like they, they basically like the racist police thing again. Yeah. So the Black Panthers set up like community police and they, uh, they armed themselves and like would patrol their neighborhoods. And uh, in response to that, Ronald Reagan passed a lot of gun control legislation. That's, that's fucked up. That's wild. It's wild stuff. It's a. Uh, it's different. I mean, it's it's a weird. It's a weird country. Like Nixon was from California too. I don't really think. Like, I think it was a congressman. And yeah, yeah, Nixon yeah. wasn't the best yeah, guy. But... Was... You know, it's funny. I, Nixon actually wasn't that bad of a president up until the moment he did Watergate. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of presidents, not the it's, dude, it's Gump exposed I mean, shit did, him. Have you have you ever heard? Yeah, he did. Did you, but have you ever like done or like looked into like the shit that like happened, I guess with Nixon, not, not like Watergate, but like the shit that like, that like he would just say like behind the scenes, like, you know, when, when Trump had like that whole like grab her by the pussy thing, yeah. grab her right by the pussy. Um, yeah, dude, Nixon said some stuff, I think about Jews and, and black people too, didn't he? Probably. Yeah, yeah. He was always saying off the wall shit that like, was, at the Nixon time, was- I don't think it was. At the time, like it wasn't that big of a deal because it was just a different, different time period, you know. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, like he he'd be like, what the killed fuck, bro? The, Chill like, out. Yeah. If he's caught, like if he's caught slipping, like he's not coming back. Yeah, you get canceled. It's canceled. Yeah, so I think he would. I think his, like he would die. Like they would kill him. <laughs> Somebody would kill. Yeah. The, get, the, the get, CIA the, with their heart attack gun. And get Epstein. Um, hey, whatever happened to uh, Epstein's wife? What's her name? Uh, I, I thought uh, Gil- Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, yeah. Ghislaine is, wasn't his wife. It was like his uh, assistant or whatever who would bring all the girls to him. His his fucking significant other. Yeah, they they had. I don't they think they're married, married, but they definitely had some sort of uh, relationship. Yeah, they were. I mean, that, yeah, they were like they were like partners or whatever. Uh, they would like groom these fucking underage girls together and then have threesomes and, and yeah. fucking have them start fucking their friends. Yeah, I don't but, know. I don't know what's about rich people, but like once you hit a certain amount of money, you just become a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, well, they they. It's so that they've got like Hollywood especially has like has this shit too. It's a. 
there's like this area in Northern California. They like did, they fucking put it, put a bunch of money into a pool and bought like this sick, this big section um, in like this fucking, it's like 2,000 acres or some shit. Bohemian Grove. Talking about Bohemian Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about the shit that goes on there? Yeah, it's like a rich people, like rich people, like hide away, and they do like weird fucking. Yeah, they do like satanic rituals and shit up there. Yeah, uh, and they like they find like little kids and they they fucking like do uh like they like talk their parents into like or or they're just like orphans or foster kids or whatever, and like yeah. they talk their legal guardians into uh doing like blood donations and shit from the kid, but then they don't donate the blood; they fucking drink the kid's blood. Dude, you should read about um, George H.W. Bush. That dude is wild. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so George H.W. Bush, his family, like, his uh, grandfather and grandfather, like, um, they were in the oil business. And... Yeah, it's, it's the Bush family is one of the richest in the world. They're, like, yeah. top five. And um, George Bush, basically, or, or H.W. Bush, he... So he's part of this family oil, com- oil company, and, like, um, there's like an interesting argument to be made that like the intelligence agencies like the CIA developed out of the oil companies because of how competitive those companies were with each other in like the beginning of the 20th century that they had essentially had to have their own intelligence agencies to like fuck over the other companies and so the like the Bush family oil business was like heavily like almost like an intelligence agency and so George Bush he, he joins the military in World War II becomes a fighter pilot gets shot down over the Pacific by the Japanese and then he joins the Office of Strategic Services which was the precursor of the CIA and was involved okay. in like the early like making you know the the spy planes the U2 spy planes that like would yeah. take like the, the pictures and shit during the Cold War yeah the, was, like, the, the high flyers yeah he he was a part of the pro- project that made those and then he gets into politics um, in like the 50s and 60s and um, eventually he becomes CIA director and there's an interesting case that um, he probably had something to do with the GFK assassination because while I believe um, well when H.W. Bush was working his way up the ranks um, like so that the, the Bay of Pigs that when we tried to when the U.S. tried to invade Cuba that was planned under the Eisenhower Nixon administration and in 1960, JFK and Nixon were the two candidates. And um, JFK, basically, his family kind of stole the election because they controlled so much of, like, New England that they rigged the votes for JFK to win. And then so JFK goes into office, and the Bay of Pigs invasion is already in motion. And Nixon was the one who planned it as vice president. Um, but he thought he was going to win, and then he'd take over the Bay of Pigs and everything would go fine. So, but JFK wins. He gets handed the Bay of Pigs, doesn't really understand what's going on. The CIA doesn't keep him in the dark about it. The, as we know, the thing failed. JFK gets super pissed off. He's like, you made me look like a fucking idiot. This thing happens. Now we're like risking nuclear war. You didn't actually brief me what's going on. And then he says, yeah. there's a quote from him that he wants to break up the CIA into like a million different pieces. Like a year or two later, JFK gets assassinated. No one knows who did it. Funny enough, George H.W. Bush was in Texas that day, and it was, people asked it him was where fucking he was. Oswald. Uh, what the fuck is that dude's name? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, yeah. Probably a CIA plant. I mean, no he was, so way. wasn't he Russian? He was he was Russian born and no, like was, joined the Marines. He, he was a Marxist. His wife was Russian. Uh, he was so he was an American, and then he probably yeah, his joined, wife was Russian. That's right. Yeah, he joined the the United States, yeah. and then he defected to the Soviet Union, became a communist. Married her. She was a daughter of a KGB agent. And then they came back to the United States and moved to Texas. And they lived in this neighborhood that was like a, um, it was like a Russian community, like anti Russian anti communist community, which is weird because yeah. if, if the daughter, if his wife is the daughter of a CIA agent and then he's a communist, why would they live with anti communist Russians? Uh, big dick energy. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it's an interesting, but my whole thing with H.W. Bush was he's vice president and then becomes president for four years. And then he loses to Clinton in 92. And now everyone just thinks he's a giant loser. But that man was CIA director, vice president for eight years and president. And it's just funny, if losing one presidential election, how that how that makes changes your complete historical um, representation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, not only that, but he's, he's also... At one point, he was like the head of the Bush family. So, I mean, yeah. he's he's done 
Yeah, he's done a great. Uh, I mean, he probably didn't do much aside from like his military service and CIA director, but um, yeah, no, he's had some impressive titles. All of it goes down the window once he becomes president. Nobody cares about. Nobody cares about that. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like, okay, let's real quick. Let's talk about this big dick energy and how it relates to everything. Dude, all these all these motherfuckers. This is I've been saying this for a while now. All, all these motherfuckers in power, it's big dick energy, dude. And it's that's what makes it so dangerous. It's like pe- people like to hype it up, right? Like, oh, like, you, know, you gotta have big dick energy, whatever. Like, you don't got big dick energy, swipe left. I, I don't think big dick energy is that good of a thing. Whether you yeah. got well, it or not, I don't like, think many of them even have big dick energy. Going back to the George H.W. Bush, H.W. Bush, do. he came off as a, as a wimp. But that man was fucking World War II pilot, CIA director, president, vice president. But he's he's dude, a really to, like soft spoken, quiet guy. To to get to get into these, I mean, speak softly, carry a big stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to get in, to get into to get into these positions, like off off the screen, away from the cameras. You have to have big dick energy. I yeah. think I think that if you don't want to be a fucking, if you if you don't want to be if you don't want to be a dirty fucking like politician, fucking person in power, whatever, like Hollywood executive, whatever it is. If you don't want to be a bad person, you have to have little dick energy. I think I think little dick energy is actually better. You know what I mean? I, I think I think I'm the generation of politicians that, that we're dealing with are a bunch of like weak dudes acting like strong dudes, you know? Like it's all yeah, just yeah. bravado. Like when push comes to shove, I've actually been, and this is something that like I didn't really bring up earlier, but I like I was kind of trying to like allude to it. This quarantine, I'm really trying to make the transition from big dick energy to little dick energy. I think no matter what you're swinging, I respect right, no matter what you're swinging. Exactly, dude. No matter what you're swinging, you got to just be proud of what you're swinging. When you. Whether whether that's exactly dude, whether you're here. six inches soft or six inches hard, you just got to be proud of what you're swinging. Oh yeah, um, you know, I think that's a great way to close the yeah, show. Uh, happy international. I think those are like nothing as we say after this is gonna top Woods' words of wisdom. <laughs> and with that, that's the perfect closer. Yeah. So I want to thank Cody for coming on the show. Um, yeah. We want well, to have hey, guests. You know well, we wanted to have guests on, and um, Cody was definitely at the top three that came off of my my head when we were brainstorming. And uh, I, I, Cody didn't even—I didn't even have to ask Cody. He just—he just wanted to be on immediately, and I really he just rocked that. up. He just showed up. I think I think to be on a podcast, not not just any podcast. I mean, to be on a podcast in general is an amazing thing, especially as a guest. You know what I mean? But to be yeah. on this podcast in particular is. That's bragging rights, dude. That, well, that you, is, I really wanted to share your story oh, too. Man. It's very unique oh, um, compared to what everyone else is going through during quarantine. You know, I feel like a I lot think, of listeners don't really understand what the what the military and you're is going still going to be locked up too. You're still going to yeah. be wrong. So I mean, if, I mean, if I could if I could close with like three statements, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be um, try try to. Try not to exude so much big dick energy. You know what I mean? No, no, keep no, it. If you got it, you know what I mean? Save it, preserve it. If, uh, yeah, yeah. Little dick energy is the way to go. You know what I mean? Um, number two, I think everybody's, everybody's got their own experience with this whole COVID thing. You know what I mean? Different mm-hmm. opinions, varying opinions. But it was it was cool to, uh, to be able to share my side of it. And uh, this, I guess it's just the things that I'm going through here. Um, and number three, it's an honor to be the first guest on on low-risk behavior. Low, man, dude, you're doing so good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to edit this because I'm too lazy, but... Uh, no, no, edit it. Post-production. Edit it. No, 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 no edits. No, no, Jamie, no pull edits. it up. Put up. Raw, put up. dude. Just be raw. Less political, you know what I mean? Who cares about, who cares about the fucking the politics of it all? Names I know are, I am. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull my punches or fucking. I don't, I don't smother understand my how you not knowing our name has anything to do with politics, bro. <laughs> it's a, dude. Uh, people care so. People care so much about the appearance. The appearance of things like I fucking. I respect raw truth. 
just things in their nature, the way that the way that they are as they are. Yeah. All right. I respect well, that. I respect that. Guys, we talked about uh, COVID, conspiracy theories, the bushes. Um, can we talk about some Navy stories? Maybe that was beforehand. So I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I, I try to include Adam Sandler in it. Oh, yeah, Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, hypothetical presidents. Um, so I hope yeah, everyone yeah. enjoyed the episode. Um, um, I think we're probably going to go back to having a, a normal, just me and Nips for the next few weeks. But um, if you want to be on the episode, just DM one of us and we'll organize a time. Maybe during the holidays when no one's really doing anything, we might try and do a bunch of interviews and stuff like and that, maybe. We'll put you on the list. Yeah. So get on it early if you want to be on that. And uh, thank you. Have a good day. Talk to you guys later. Bye. You guys have a great one. Watch The Alienist.